Blog Talk Radio. Fifth Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger. Diane has been given message from the fifth dimension and higher to bring greater peace and understanding to the lives of others. She lives and experiences these higher dimensions to help our world come into balance and to raise to a higher vibration of love. You can find more information on Diane on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1 as she shares great wisdom with the world. Let's welcome your host of this dimensional living, Diane Bachberger. Radio. What propels the civilization into the next step? Join me over the next two hours as I take you into the fifth dimension and beyond. Today is Wednesday, the 23rd of December, 2015. And I have a lot to talk about today. And um, I'll start off with when I woke up this morning. I had the words wonderment in my head. You know that um, poem, Visions of Sugar Plums Danced in Her Head? Well, I was thinking about that. You know, um, as as children, they they get excited about this time of the year because there's gifts and family is around and... You know, it's just a, a really, really nice time of the year. It's when we think about family and we slow down and get with our family. But, you know, as we get older, we lose a little bit of that wonderment due to the game, you know, how other people and what we project around us. We can choose to get out of the game and we can choose to still have that wonderment and magic in our lives. So... You know, if we look at Christmas in a way, it's a time to allow us to have that magical part in our lives. So it's going to be in a couple of days. I just want to say, you know, I didn't do a show when Hanukkah was happening, so just a belated one because I didn't talk about it last week. And um, I was out and about yesterday, and I, I was at a hair salon, and there was a lady there, and um, she was saying Merry Christmas to everyone, and I knew that she didn't celebrate it. And I said, well, when do you celebrate holidays? And she said, well, she really didn't want to talk about it too much. She just said, I'm Muslim. Uh, I know that um, Muhammad's quote-unquote birthday is in the beginning of, of January, and some Muslim uh, people celebrate it but apparently not that many because to them a birthday really doesn't have significance that it does in a Christian kind of religion. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, So what is everybody up to out there? You know, um, have you been working hard and planning towards 
you know, having that peaceful time. You know, it's it's kind of ironic. We run around and we do all these different things so we can we have time with our families and have peace. But in the process, you know, some people are really burnt out. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine this morning and he said, you know, like, I'm I'm totally burnt out and I'm going to need this time off to rejuvenate. So I guess in a way, you know, people that get a few days off, it's a way of getting rejuvenation, but at the same time, you know, it's it's important that we don't overdo it. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. And I have a few things to talk about, a few totems today. I talk about geese and the ladybug. And um, maybe I'll talk a little bit about some of that drama that we um, are going through, you know, maybe this time of the year. Also, when I, this morning I got living by example. We we can choose to, to set an example for other people in the way we live. You know, it does, we don't have to follow the crowd, okay? So maybe I'll start off by talking about the ladybug because um, that's that's it's quite interesting. Um, I talked a little bit, well, last week about synchronicity and um, how Freud, or not Freud, um, Jung, sorry, <laughs> Jung saw it as you know what what it indicated um to us so i i want to talk a little bit about some stuff that's been going on in my life that's synchronistic okay um so in fifth dimension i'll just explain this a little bit why i talk about totems in fifth dimensional consciousness which is love consciousness or christ consciousness you know whatever it it doesn't have any religion but different people call it different things. You know, we live in the moment. You know, there is a past and future because we still live in this 3D reality, but we don't focus on the past and um, don't focus on the future. So when you're living in the moment, you see the beauty around you. And part of that is seeing, you know, I've talked about numbers and I talk about nature and what messages these things mean. Because in fifth dimensional consciousness, you see beyond this reality. Okay? So you might be seeing numbers. You might be suddenly seeing insects or animals that aren't around this time of the year. I must say, though, it has been a lot warmer in Ontario, Canada, where I live. Just, you know, close to Toronto. So I'm going to talk about this ladybug symbolism because on Monday I was, you know, sitting on the couch and I had a long sleeve denim shirt on and, you know, at work and I felt something on my wrist. So I looked down on my left wrist near where my sleeve was bent back and there was a ladybug. And I've had ladybugs land on me outside, but I wasn't even outside for hours, you know. And um, so when you see things like that, you know that it's, it has some type of meaning for you, okay? So 
so this this uh, site that I'm going to read from is whatsyoursign.com and forward slash, you know, www.whatsyoursign.com forward slash ladybug love symbolism. So I'm going to talk about, this is uh, a letter from somebody called Mike in Canada. So he he's talking about something that happened. When he was out with his friend and she was talking about her chosen when I was he was sad because he had once been her lover and was not over her and he goes on to say during our talk we were walking and she noticed twice that ladybugs were at our feet and when she tried to have one go on her hand it refused and tried to avoid her however when I placed my hand close to it immediately it came to my hand that was at least a month ago but Today, another occurrence happened with a ladybug while I was in my car at a stop sign. A ladybug came to the hood of my car. I saw it land, and as if we had made eye contact, it left feeling like it had given me a private message. Though I've read that animal symbolism for the ladybug, I don't quite understand the exact nature of these meetings. The only thing I know for certain is that it's a very positive message. Would anyone have more insight to this? This is Ava is what she wrote um and this is the lady that has the site hello mike firstly i want to recognize and compend your level of sensitivity so basically this person is shifting into fifth dimensional consciousness noticing that there's significance in things and what's going on around us is an indication of what's going on within us okay that's fifth dimensional consciousness starting to notice that It takes a special soul to pick up the subtle cues and messages of nature, especially from the teeniest insect realms. And she goes on to say there's an ancient legend that links the ladybug with love. The story goes that when a ladybug comes to call, it is a sign that true love will also pay us a visit. Further renditions of the legend state that a number of the spots on the ladybug indicate the amount of months that will pass until you're united with your true love. So, has a ladybug landed on you recently? Like me, I'm thinking, wow, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen one of these in a long time, and all of a sudden it lands on me. So it could mean that, you know, love is going to enter your life. And then she goes on to say, I love myths and legends, but I don't subscribe to all hanging all of our hopes on them. Rather, I look within the heart and the soul and the mind, you know, within that person or within herself and I see how my inner impulses relate to the symbolic phenomena occurring in my life such as a visitation from ladybug I also love the presence of color in nature and often link chakra meanings and chakras are energy centers in the body and represent to us by ancient Hindu wisdom to colors that come in visitations so the last three shows I've done I've talked about the root chakra and how it's shifting within humanity and that on christmas day humanity is actually really opening up an extra part of the root chakra anyway go listen to the show i did last week and i I talk about a lot of different things anyway um for example the ladybug to me is a symbol of passion ardor adoration amorous because of its color red and according to chakra wisdom, 
Red is associated with the Mundala Chakra, the root chakra, which deals with passion, desire, primal urge, and even sex. There are other subtle layers to this chakra and its color, but it always triggers the feeling of passionate fire igniting within me. So, hence, when a ladybug comes to call, I always sense this message of connecting with my passion, connecting with love that ignites my whole being. Very auspicious and very positive connection. Does this mean the ladybug is a symbol of you united with your friend in a lover relationship? Rather than go there, I want to say the ladybug in your case is absolutely a message of love. I also want to say that love comes in countless forms, and your ladybug could be a reminder to you to keep your heart open, remaining in love and state to connect with your true love, whether it be your friend or some other lucky person, equally suited for you at this time, or even a love for work, hobby, or reconnection with the family. You know, so it could mean a lot of things. You know, I'm going to my daughter's house this Christmas with my two sons, so it should be interesting. Usually have it at my place. Or, you know, um, just because one of my sons often works Christmas, so I want to be around for him. The details of your ladybug message will be left up to your work and for it to work out. But I can confirm the ladybug as an auspicious, positive messenger of love. So for somebody like me, it could mean that I'm seeing, you know, the love within people around me shifting. And I can, and within humanity as a collective. Christmas is going to be a big shift within humanity, especially in regards to fifth dimensional consciousness. Furthermore, I'm convinced the ladybug would not have come to you if you were not emitting an energy of love to begin with. They sense our energy levels and are attracted to that red kind of vibe. So keep your heart in a loving state and response to that state. Know that love shall always fly to you and land within your heart. So it's interesting, right? Um, so Ladybug is, is a beetle. So there's, you know, I'm going to read something else. It's a link she has here that has to do with um, Ladybugs. Um, and this this is part of what she has here. Um, symbolic ladybug meanings for for tattoo ideas. Um, ladybugs have tremendous symbolize, symbolization or symbolism from cultures all across the world. What makes them a brilliant subject for tattoo, you know, or totem, revolving a ladybug meaning and symbolism. In Christian symbolism, ladybug is awful often associated with the Virgin Mary. And the, this ladybug was on my left wrist, which is the feminine side of humanity or of their original ones. This connection comes from the ladybug's protection of plants. It's a natural, voracious consumer of pests in the garden. In Chinese symbolism, the ladybug is a very auspicious and considered very good luck. So good luck is coming my way. Asian lore indicates if a ladybug lands on your clothing, which it did, true love is sure to come to call. The number of spots on a ladybug is an indication of how many months will pass until you meet your true love. Some keywords to think about your your considered meaning: um, love, luck, happiness, 
friendship, protection, good deeds done. And it's a common symbol of friendship because it's a natural helper in the gardens and works in harmony with nature and gardeners. So, you know, um, I'm just looking at the spots on this picture here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six on one, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven on the other. So I guess on average they have about seven. And I saw one with nine, and I've been talking about the number nine, and I talked about that nine and 19 on last week's show. And I think two weeks, bef- um, no, actually three weeks before that, I talked about the number seven and 17 and what they symbolize. So it's funny that I'm, you know, seeing those numbers still. There are several superstitions around ladybugs that enhance the meaning of the ladybug. Finding a ladybug is very good luck and is a sign of good fortune. Killing a ladybug is bad luck. A number of spots on a ladybug is supposed to tell you how many years of good fortune you have. And a ladybug landing on your hand is a sign of good weather coming. And as ladybugs, so we've had really good weather, you know, here. Well, depending on what you think about it, you know, with the greenhouse effect and the weather changing and all that, it's not so good. And around Christmas time, we usually get a lot of snow. You know, I have usually by this time at least, you know, four to six feet of snow, and it's I live in a snow belt. So, so the ladybugs are commonly red, and it's green out there. There's no snow at all. As ladybugs are commonly red in color, the symbol of vitality, love, passion, heat, and energy. If you like this post about ladybug, you know, tattoo ideas, check the links at the end of this page. So, you know, just go out and, and Google um, ladybug and see, you know, what what happens. You know, there was also another article I was looking at, and this lady, she kept, I guess, going out in the balcony, and this ladybugs kept coming in the house and they kept landing on her but nobody else she'd flick them and she i think she killed one and then she said finally said to her mother what does this mean you know like these bugs keep landing on me and she said that or someone is trying to give you a message and then apparently her mother passed away shortly after that and there was a ladybug landing on her again and then she realized when her mother was ill and her mother's dog, she wasn't very nice to it. And maybe, you know, like angelic beings give us messages and we may not understand them. So that's, you know, the reason why I'm talking about this. It's important that if you're seeing, you know, stuff or different animals, there might there might have a greater meaning just besides, you know, the fact if it keeps happening, you know. And so what animal or what insect or what message are you getting are you getting numbers you know it's just take a look at it and see you know where that takes you um let me just see if i've got there's another one that i wanted to read here about the ladybug because i i really think that's meaning something but it's meaning something for me but it's meaning something for humanity as a whole and then this is an animal, spiritual animal totem site. It's called www.spiritanimals.com, ladybug. The appearance of a ladybug heralds a time of luck in which our wishes begin to be fulfilled. You know, manifesting stuff. And I've been manifesting 
and praying for humanity, taking them from fear into love. So I know that there's going to be big shifts in that area. And, you know, I, these, these links always pop up in these things. I'm trying to get rid of it, but I won't go. Okay. The appearance of Ladybug heralds luck, okay? And the other one, it person kept seeing this Ladybug and it talked about love coming into his life. So worries begin to dissipate. New happiness comes. Ladybug also cautions not to try too hard or to go too fast to fulfill our dreams. Let things flow at their natural pace and time wishes will come true. Alternatively, she could be signaling that you can leave your worries behind and new happiness is on its way. Okay? So, there's a lot of different meanings that the ladybug could be indicating. Okay? The ladybug signals you to not be scared, to live your own truth, protect your truth, and know yours. it's yours to honor. And I live that. You know, I live my truth. So, if the ladybug is your animal totem, you're most likely a very lively and interesting companion. You're constantly delving into the mysteries of the universe and the unknown, which I do. You're also highly spiritual, inquisitive by nature, and you're certainly not satisfied with mundane experiences or boring companions. For the most part, you're open-minded and enjoy having your consciousness expanded. You have a tendency to bring joys to those around you. People enjoy being around you. You're trusting, happy, and easygoing. So if a ladybug has come into your dreams, so dreams a little bit different. That's the feminine energy, the subconscious energy that we have suppressed, okay? And um, because the fallen consciousness suppressed connection and that connection to source energy, you know, we, we experience it in dream time. And, you know, I talk to people how I'm totally conscious in my dream time and I'm, you know, aware of what's going on in my dream and I'm analyzing my dreams as they're going along. You know, I was at this hair salon yesterday and I was, I don't know how we got onto this topic, but I was saying, you know, I am aware in my dream time and people are like, wow, you know. So it's, it's, you know, more of humanity are being able to do that. So, what I'm saying to you, I don't have to write my dreams down. I remember them. But have a book nearby, you know, and, you know, write down what you, as soon as you can recall it, when you wake up, try to write your dreams down. To dream of a ladybug, also known as a ladybird, is a sign that you're likely to experience a run of good luck in the near future. To dream of many ladybugs can point to feeling it as though things are somewhat out of control, as though a lot of small things are going to go wrong. So in a dream, it means something totally different, okay? Consider ways in which you take one step at a time to feel more control of your life and your work. To see a ladybug in your dream also symbolizes beauty. The dream can also be a metaphor for a lady who is bugging you in your waking life. So there could be, you know, just see how it relates to what's going on in your life. Perhaps there's an issue you need to address with this lady. If this ladybug is unusually big, then it is means a big problem, okay? You know, it's funny. When I got married, and I went on my honeymoon out in the Maritime Provinces. And I was actually in um, 
Prince Edward Island, I was on this beach, and all of a sudden, I had this, I remember having this white shirt on, and thousands of ladybugs landed on me, and I, you know, I didn't freak out, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool, because I'm a little unusual, I like insects, and, you know, frogs, and things like that, but anyway, and but none of them landed on my husband at the time. So I'm looking at this now, you know, because sometimes dream time and wake time and fifth dimensional consciousness can be interchanged, you know. So just, you know, see see what's going on. I I know stuff that means something about rebirth because I've read other things about the ladybug past lives. Sacred knowledge is going to be revealed. Trust has to do with astral flight. It's easygoing, balancing work, play, and rest. So it's about balance, too fortune protection through color. So it might mean that, you know, if you have a ladybug around you, you're going to manage your money or money's going to come to you. Um, joy, ability to dispel negativity, connection to the labyrinth of the universe, so to the source. Luck can also mean, you know, people around you being passive-aggressive. It can mean to look at your faith, spiritual enlightenment, wish-fulfilled, so, you know, there's a lot of different things that the ladybug can mean in your life. But, you know, just if you're seeing any type of insect totem, it has special meaning, okay? Especially if you're repeatedly seeing it. Um, I'm just trying to... There was one other one that I wanted to read. I know I was dwelling on this a lot, but I think it has a lot to do with what's coming okay um so basically you know and there's another one here it's called spirit of ladybug so just plug in it's it's called happywishingwell.com and um it's luck and joy you know a, a new cycle of change that's what i'm seeing okay that's what i was talking about last week i'm seeing change cycle of change and I think that's what it means in my life, too. And it's a good sign for the future. Ladybug energy can help shield and protect you from negativity or malevolent magic. You know, and they're sacred in many cultures. So if it enters your home, so it's, there's a difference between it being in your home and being outside. Harmony and prosperity will follow. Ladybug represents domesticated bliss and also the power of wish fulfillment a wish made with love can come true so focusing on love that's important right now the spirit of ladybug can portend a physical spiritual journey and i've already on my physical (laughs) been on a lot of physical journeys and a lot of spiritual journeys it is a sign for change for better ladybugs or ladybirds are lucky symbols throughout the world the turkish word for ladybug translates to good luck bug this little beetle is associated with the Norse goddess Freya, whose name means lady, and with the Virgin Mary. So it's really um, a lot to do with the feminine energy, okay? After hatching, the ladybugs go through four stages of development in two weeks, so that's a lot. The spirit of ladybug helps you transition smoothly from one stage of life to the other. Like the hummingbird, the ladybug can give you protection from curses in the evil eye. So this is what people believe in different cultures right 
Um, they also relate to elemental magic. They can signify fire with passion, action achievements, so getting things done, um, manifesting things. You know, we manifest from the root chakra. And it's, you know, I was talking earlier about being that air, corresponding to vision, intellect, and imagination, and the precious metal gold, which is linked to wealth, solar power, and divinity. So it has a lot of stuff. People with the ladybug totem or animal spirit are social yet self-reliant, goal-orientated, graceful, visionary, and imaginative. They also need personal freedom and may travel widely but have strong domesticate values. You know, that sounds like me. Ladybugs or ladybirds are members of the Cochinoliidae family. Most of these beetles are beneficial, eating Harmful insects, but some can destroy crops, especially in times of ecological imbalance when there are too few um, nature predators. Conversely, the ladybug spirit can warn of a lack of balance or suppressed feelings, which infest your spiritual center, causing emotional ruin, poor judgment, or self-sabotage. So depending on what's going on in your life, you know, read what it means. Beware also of harmful person, a domesticated upheaval or a worsening situation in your life that you've thus far um, avoided dealing with. Now is the time um, for uh, direct positive action. So it always means, you know, no matter what, you know, whether you have luck or... It means change, but it can be also things that may not be so good. But... It's something you can do something about and have direct action with. So basically, domestic bliss, harmony, prosperity, wish for fulfillment, life stages, change, transition, journey, good luck, and magical protection. So it takes up a lot of different things, okay? I think, you you know, you can go and read more about it. You know, what it pertains to you is what, you know, is manifesting to you. So this is a time of year when a lot goes on. And, you know, I was talking about, um, you know, how we we have this, when we're born or when we're young, we have this wonderment. And, you know, it changes. But we can choose not to play that, you know, to shift consciousness and go into higher dimensional consciousness. And I always suggest to people, you know, to meditate um, to be aware of nature, to go out in nature, and to live in the moment. And that's how you can start to do that, okay? And then you'll feel your um, frequency in your body start to shift. And you may feel like a vibrational like feeling within yourself. And, you know, some people find that a little bit frightening, but I got a feeling somebody who's listening is experiencing that already. So just to remind you about that, okay? Um, I kept seeing the step out of the drama. We can choose to step out of that drama, okay? We can't live up to what everybody expects of us. We can only live up to what we know and we, we feel empowers us. And, you know, I've been talking about living in your power recently on the show's you know, people that can't live up to what everybody else wants them to do. They feel overwhelmed. And this time of the year, you know, people are feeling that and they react outwardly. And it might be something that they don't normally do. Okay, they might 
yell at you or they might feel overwhelmed. And it's important, you know, when you see people doing that, it's not a time to go up to them and say, oh, just relax. It's it's a time just to leave them be, okay, or, you know, let people have their space. Okay, let me see what else. I was watching this this show, and, you know, it's really, it was kind of a, a weird show. It was called Blood and Oil, and I think it's being canceled. But, you know, the show was about the drama and people stabbing people in the back and everything that happens. But the final episode that I saw, and it was, I guess, on the television this past Sunday, and today's the 23rd of Wednesday, so it was, you know, a few days ago. It was kind of funny because I was watching it, and it was like a fairy tale because all the bad things that happened, all of a sudden everybody was being nice to each other, and it was like a resolution, you know, like the bad guy turned into a nice guy and the person that stabbed his dad in the back they were hugging each other, and then, you know, he would have stabbed people in the back at the end. And, you know, he was being nice to this guy who his wife had had enough and wanted to leave. He wasn't getting along with his ex-wife, but all of a sudden they were in business together. And, you know, the guy that had a girlfriend and there was, drama going on with that because she had been seeing his father too that got resolved so I was thinking you know like this is really weird and then you know it makes sense to me now you know sometimes people are looking at you know sometimes things like that can happen but the reality in 3D is, is you know, like it's a fairy tale, living happily ever after. You know, do we have to, you know, I guess they could have sh- left this show as him, you know, burning everybody in the back and taking over and just getting all the money again like he usually did, but it had a happily ever after ending. So basically people can change, you know, but in reality, does it always happen? No, okay? So... I don't know, the ladybug kind of energy ties in with this, okay? Because, you know, it had to do, we're talking, the show's called Blood and Oil. The oil comes from the earth. It's feminine energy. Blood is what is in within, within us. So, you know, I always talk about the earth, the oil being the earth's blood, you know, um, and, and things are going on in the planet now with oil, you know, like it's like the earth is saying enough. And so things can change and we don't know where it's going to take us. But I know that with higher consciousness, we can do things in a way that it benefits everyone, you know, including the earth. And that's what, you know, I was talking a lot about last week. Um, another one of the games and... That a show that I've been watching, I can compare it to. It's called Quantico, and they basically use this um, person from India, and I'm not sure if she's Muslim or not, but you know, it's staged to make her look like the person who blew this place up. Okay, you know, it's putting blame to where 
I guess by looking at these different things, you know, it, it, they kind of take us from wonderment, okay? And, you know, I'm talking about wonderment because of Christmas time, but I'm also talking about wonderment because it's part of who we are. And when we move away from that, we move away from our magic. So it's important that we claim our magic back. So blame. So somebody else did it. You know, you so often see somebody do something and then they try to blame somebody else because they don't want to speak their truth. But in, in, in a way, you know, you're by blaming somebody else, you're not speaking in truth. And and if you don't acknowledge it within yourself, it's even more so, okay? And then I wanted to, you know, like all these different television shows are just things that I was seeing and I was relating them to. Because sometimes things in shows, you know, like I, I, a lot of times I, I never watch these shows, but it just happens that I've watched them recently. And there's a show called Haven. And it's about the troubles within people and how this dark energy has been affecting. And in a way, when we move away from wonderment, troubles, um, and we don't have our light, you know, right now humanity is balancing dark energy and light, white energy together. And somehow it's like... um, making lemonade you know it's you make a real mess when you're making lemonade but the final product is good okay but all of this all these things taking humanity from wonderment and and taking them into drama bring the collective pain body into view okay um, I just want to see if there's anybody on the chat that has any questions. Because, you know, I've been talking about some things that are, well, they're not super heavy duty, but um it looks like somebody's called in. And so I'll just, it's area code 423. Hello, Fifth Dimensional Radio, Diane speaking. Uh, hi, um, I'm just sort of, uh, actually a, a questioner. Um, I'll just try to keep it brief. Um, there's been a point in time over the last, I guess, year and a half uh, since uh, the falling out with the first first time I ever got married, um, getting divorced last April. I kind of felt like I lost my 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 root shockers. You know, everything was really out of whack. And mm-hmm. I guess that happens with anybody that goes through something kind of detrimental. And I'm the one that broke it off. <laughs> which is which is kind of you know which is kind of strange because usually it's the other way around. I mean, for most stories that you hear, uh, you know, usually it's the it's the, it's the male that's screwing up. Um, but you know, in this case, it was a little different. But you know, ever since um, I felt like you know everything has been completely out of whack, and then all of a sudden, I guess about three days ago, it mm-hmm. felt like everything came back together. Um, I'm about to lose it. I'm sorry. Um, this is pretty emotional for me because I now, now I feel like myself again. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we're we're connected to other people, and then when right. we break that off, 
it doesn't mean we lose the feelings that we have for those people. But, you know, sometimes we have to because if they're hurting us and they don't understand and don't respect the relationship. But there comes a time, and especially right now when humanity is opening up this part of the root chakra, it really reconnects us to source energy. You know, a lot of people say, you know, the the crown chakra and the heart chakra. But right. in unison, they all do that. Right. So um, are you feeling, like, in your energetic bodies differently? Is that- oh, my goodness. I mean, I feel like I did when I was 20 years old. I mm-hmm. I have enthusiasm now. I have energy I, I have motivation, you know, um, all of these things that are coming through that I used to have when I felt like I was myself, when I was, it felt like, okay, you are yourself, you know, this is who I am. I'm not going to deviate from that because why do that? I mean, nobody should deviate from being themselves you know, just to make other people happy or, or whatever the case yeah. may be, correct? So I mean, you're living you, your own right? truth. I am at this point now. Yeah, now yeah. I am. I feel yeah. I feel like that I am finally like the way how can I put this? Um I felt like everything was revolving, like all of my energy and all of my chakras, everything like everything that had to do with me being myself and me and myself, my energy was not in my, it was not in my, it was not within me. It was revolving around me and sometimes okay. even going away and coming back. And now all of a sudden it's like all of those things came into alignment and came right back into me, like hit me in the chest, like a, like a boxer would. And yeah. I mean, I, I almost felt like I lifted up off the ground when I when I felt it, like something punched me in the chest. Okay. And then Did all of a sudden, you feel it in your upper chest. Oh my goodness! Yes. Okay, and, well, I I know what happened to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. Well, it's just like um, I, it's so confusing. Your solar plexus energy moved up with your heart, and your all your chakras opened up, and you, yes. you know, like what happens. You've actually shifted into higher consciousness. I I believe, and, and you know what, I'm shaking right now because uh-huh. my energy level is so, and no, I have not had a ton of coffee this morning. <laughs> 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 I haven't had, you know, I have not drink, you know, I haven't had a, you know, a latte with four extra espresso shots, no, no, nothing like that, I promise. But it's uh-huh. it's like I'm I'm shaking because I'm realizing hey, here I am again. Here wow. I am. That's amazing. It's 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 absolutely wonderful. And, and, and I've gotten all this negativity that was surrounding me over the last five or six years and, you know, um, dealing with some really negative things and really negative uh, comments towards me that were not correct, you know, not true, having to feel like that I had to take up for myself, spending a lot of energy on negative junk. Mm-hmm. And now... And you've left your pain body behind. Yes. That's what happened. And now I, just, yeah, yeah it, 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 perfect way to put it. Perfect way. Thank you. That, that's awesome because my energy level, uh, uh, now if I would have called in and talked to you, say, six months ago or a year ago, uh, 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 thanks for taking my call. 
things, you know, stuff like that. Do you see? Do you see what I mean? Like, yes, like, I do. The, the energy level. I mean, everything was was blah. Great. Uh huh. Now you're seeing you know, Technicolor. Oh my god! It's like it's like a yeah. I mean, it's like I like a. I saw an episode of House a couple of days ago, and as I used to worship that. That that because I wanted to be a doctor, but I blah blah blah. He, he was but anyway, very negative in that show, though, right? House. Exactly, exactly. But he <laughs> makes good points. He he actually, you know, I respect him as a character, and in, in his character, I respect him because he's brutally honest and he gets things done that mm-hmm. way. And a lot of people don't have it, you know, and things like that. Well, I was being brutally honest, trying to be brutally honest with myself, but it wasn't working. I was like, you know, hey, get out of this funk, get out of this funk. You got, you know, and, and, and that, that one episode that I watched where he actually broke down, somebody broke him down, mm-hmm. you know, and made him realize how sad he was, you know, and they had made him realize, you know, yeah. you know, seeing shows like that. That's why I talk about shows sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I, I if you're watching you're a show about. that stands out to you and is really different than it normally is. Right. <clears throat> it's taking away from that. But, you know, he was kind of mirroring what you were feeling. Yes, because he had and just unwrapped somebody. They, they yeah. had just done a brain, a brain, uh, a brain uh, operation on this woman because she wasn't seeing things clearly. She was seeing things, seeing things in a very bland way. Well, they mm-hmm. figured out what it was, and they unwrapped her eyes, and she saw things brighter and like they should be plus some, you know. Mm-hmm. And and when they unwrapped her, and she started looking around, and, and she then looked the at him, and he she. Did. Right. Also, and he, right? And he said he said, How do I look? And she looked at him and she said, Sad. Yeah. So instead of saying, you know, he, like what do I look like? He says you know, it's funny that he said that. Yeah, oh, what absolutely. do I look like? Because he's so yeah. he's so sarcastic sometimes, you know, as his character. You know, <laughs> he's just kinda of sitting there going, hey, well, how do I look? And she said she she was brutally honest right back to him. Mhm. Mhm. You know, so that, if that makes any sense. But anyway, I don't. I don't want to keep blabbing and, and take take too no, much no, of your show. No, no, that's okay. I, that's I, important. I really appreciate. You're, you keep 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 on. Um, you're <laughs> mirroring what everybody else is going to be feeling, or a lot of humanity is going to be feeling, especially right. this Christmas. Oh, I, and believe yeah, me, humanity is going to need it. Uh, I I I completely agree. Completely agree. It's uh, our our society right now is. I am so sorry. Um, my, uh, you can be brutally honest. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is one show where you can be brutally honest. Well, and I appreciate that more than you more than you know. Um, and, and well, and now my phone is about to die. Okay, I, I tell you what. Um, <laughs> can I make that see? See how all this is working out. It's really strange. Um, mm-hmm. I will. Uh, I'm going to continue to listen to the show um, through the computer. Yeah. And uh, but I appreciate you letting me come on and make a few comments. And and what you've said is is totally. I mean, it's just kind of, um, kind of re. Um, you know, re, it, it's been the acknowledged it's just the fact that. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 things have changed, and things things are. You know, I feel like I'm myself again, and that is yeah. absolutely wonderful. And that's what I've been looking for for years now. So. So thank you so much. I would suggest to you 
go back okay. afterwards and listen to the show because there's something that you're going to pick up after you listen to it again. Okay? Okay, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank wh- you for letting me name? come on. Uh, Bear. Bear? Uh-huh. My mom's half Cherokee, wow. sorry. Yeah, you can blame her oh, on no, that. it's okay. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Thank, thanks for calling in, and um, yeah, you know you have you a, for you me celebrate the holiday season. Have a good holiday. I do, I do. Um, dad's Irish, so imagine that. Um, okay. Kind of a strange mix, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah, we do. Uh, we love this time of year and getting together with family and everything. And sometimes we go out to Oklahoma and and uh, you know um, to to see my mom's side of the family. And a lot of times we do that, but we didn't do it that this year because. Um, there's some kind of silly stuff going on over there, but that's a whole other story. But anyway, before my phone dies, I just want to say thank you so much. You have a great show. You've been on for a long time, and I believe I've called in once or twice before over the last five or six years of of, of actually you okay. know being a part of Blog Talk, and I, I really appreciate your show. You're doing a wonderful job. Okay, well, thanks for calling in. And um, all right, have a good. Uh, okay. okay, take care. Have a good day. Bye. Bye bye. Yep. So that's. That's interesting. You know, we were talking about reading patterns, and um, sometimes things around us are mirrored for us to see, you know. And I was talking about the ladybug. You know, that could be a symbol of something. You know, um, so things around us, what, what do they mean? You know, why do people suddenly shift? You know, like I was saying a few weeks ago, I was at a funeral and somebody shift, shifted consciousness at a funeral. I've been to rock concerts years ago, and I've seen people shift their consciousness. It can happen anytime. And like I was saying to the gentleman that just called in, you know, sometimes we, when we feel, we don't feel balanced in our life, the, the root chakra may be blocked. And the root chakra has more connection than we even know you know, to do to the earth and our connection to other people, especially love and, you know, the sexuality, you know, which are involved in romantic relationships. So the ladybug symbolizes, you know, that, that awakening. Um, But, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean romantic stuff. It can mean luck and other things and big changes. So big changes are coming and I can feel it. So... It's important that we go back to that wonderment that we have within ourselves. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, religion and going to church and that sort of thing. But it can mean that, or it can mean you're opening up to, you know, that connection to source, to God. You know, um, there's a lot of different things, you know, that these things can mean. And I wanted to also, um, I've got another hour or so, I Yep. Um, so lots of time to talk about lots of different things and how it relates to everything. So I always value, you know, people calling in because, you know, a lot of the things I talk about relate to, you know, what people are experiencing in, in humanity. And it's, I'm reading from the book Animal Speak by Ted Andrews. It's an animal totem book. And on page 144 uh, is about the goose. You know what's been really strange lately? It was on Sunday. I was just outside of Toronto, and I was, um, 
you know, with some people. And we looked over, and there was like a pond, and there was thousands of geese. And we're thinking, you know, maybe these guys are stragglers, but I've never seen geese this time of the year. They usually long gone, like about a month ago, the, the stragglers even. So what what does all this mean, okay? 144, um, humanity is going from two strands of DNA to 144 strands of DNA because when you go through this shift from 3D to four or to fourth into fifth into fifth, there's a shift. You know, the the hidden DNA starts to become activated. So there's actually 144 strands of DNA, and not everybody knows how to see them. But so the goose, the call of the quest and travels to legendary places, and the cycle of power autumn for the snow goose and winter solstice and full moon. So, you know, we just went through uh, the winter solstice, and I talked about that last week. So if you're interested, please go back to last Wednesday's show. Okay? I also have a site on Facebook called Fifth Dimensional Living. So if you Google that, you can get a lot of the shows are listed there. So you can go back and listen to them, find them a lot easier, Okay. And, uh, and Diane Buckberger, B-U-C-H-B-E-R-G-E-R. I'm on Facebook, too, so if you're interested in connecting with me there. Um, so the, the goose is a bird with ancient mythology and mixture of symbolism. It was a sacred bird in Roman's Temple of Juno. The snow goose is also associated with the Borealis, the north wind in Greek mythology, the snow ghost is also the totem for winter solstice and the Native American medicine wheel. So, you know, I do have, you know, um, Native um, or Indigenous people that listen to the show. Um, I'm actually one-eighth Algonquin. People have heard of the legendary Mother Goose whose stories and rhymes were designed to quiet children. And myths, fairy tales, and other stories capture the imagination of children and adults alike. The goose is thus a totem reflecting a simulation of childhood. So we, we were talking about fairy tales, you know, like the happy ending and all that other stuff. And I, you know, kind of didn't realize that, but this is tying into this quite nicely. So it's the totem reflecting the stimulation of the childhood thrill and belief in stories and legendary places. But it also, you know, wonderment. I'm just seeing that. So there's there's a reason why I see these totems, right? Um, the stories we most loved in childhood often reflect the life quest we have come to take upon us in the lifetime. So what fairy tale did you really resonate with when you were a kid? I really liked, um, you know, the one about the swan, you know, the ugly, the ugly duckling. And um, anyway, I guess it, when I was a kid, I was kind of gangly and that sort of thing. So, and then I, you know, you, you hit a certain age and then you change. And um, I felt like this one. So why is it that it resonates so strongly? You know, going back and rereading the ones or two stories you most love will often help you to see the patterns in your life. You know, like Bear was saying um you know, you start seeing things around you and they are reflected at you. And you start understanding it when you shift consciousness. Like, you know, prior to that, you know, he may have watched that show and not really gotten anything out of it. But it's you see that things 
that are put in front of you are really reflections of what's going on. And if you're opening up to your truth, things will be put in front of you that will help you open up to your truth, okay? And if you, like, humanity as a collective right now are opening up something within the root chakra that's allowing them to do that, okay? And then, you know, the upper heart is also opening up. The solar plexus energy that has been down lower moves upwards, so then you start to feel this warmth. And you don't need other people's energy. You radiate within. And then, you know, the throat and the forehead and the crown chakra open up. And this year, you know, I've talked about the Uranus-Pluto squares and those chakras opening up for humanity. But for some reason, there's this full moon that's happening, like I talked about on last week's show, on Christmas Day. And it hasn't happened on a Christmas Day since 1977. And that was a phenomenal year for me. And it won't happen again. I think it was uh, till 2034 again. So this is pretty powerful energy that's coming, okay? And it's going to open up a lot to humanity to be able to deal with things that may be coming in the future that may not be that easy to deal with, okay? It, it, it's, it's the way things are changing. So these stories that I've been talking about, you know, like the goose symbolizes, you know, the mother goose, um, you know, things that we treasured as a child and the wonderment we, we saw in these stories. So the early life of a gosling, it's imprinted by the first thing, moving thing it sees. So it's a totem to aid you in a communication, especially through the use of stories. So, you know, television shows are stories too. So if you have that goose as your totem, which I do, it helps you interpret stories and things around you, like even television shows. The feather for a long time was a standard writing instrument, an individual wishing to write. So they use the goose to stuff pillows even, you know, with the down and stuff. So the individual wishing to write, be it stories or anything, can facilitate the process of working with the goose as a totem. It will stimulate the imagination, help you move through creative blocks. Writing with the goose quill will help us even more. You know, sometimes, you know, I've picked up um, goose feathers, you know, because I go by the water in different places where they are. And then I take it, and I'm sure that, you know, like birds represent the magic within humanity. And, you know, maybe the things that you've kind of left behind the way. And goose feathers, it'll help you with that creative communication and writing. And because feathers are the most commonly used in bed making, it's also a symbol of fertility and marital fidelity. So, you know, some people sleep on bedding with feathers to ensure fertility and fidelity. So if you you get married or you're with somebody, you may want to put a goose feather under your pillow or have goose feather down. It's supposed to help with that. The breastbones of of a roasted goose also had superstitions and relationships to the weather. If the bones were brown, it would indicate a mild winter. If they were white or bluish, they would indicate a severe winter. You know, it's funny. I was... um, at that hair salon yesterday, and the lady who was Muslim, 
made a comment. You know, I think she knew more about it than anybody else that was there that was was Christian. She said, you know, they were talking about turkeys, and she said, well, why do you cook turkeys? You know, just asking people. And they said, well, you know, it's part of the tradition. And anyway, she said, well, you know, prior to that, you, I know that people used to cook goose. So, you know, before people came to North America and they were, they would, you know, fatten up the goose and, and have the goose for Christmas. So, you know, it's kind of amazing that I'm talking about the goose in this instance, too. So, anyway, they just say, you know, it has to do with fertility, has to do with creativity. And, you know, the breastbone has to do with relationships and the weather. You know, these geese are related to ducks and swans, and they're more terrestrial than ducks, and they are vegetarians to those whom the goose comes as a totem. And I talk about the goose totem a lot. It may well reflect a need for more vegetables in the diet, even becoming vegetarian for a while. You know, it's funny, you know, there's people that were with me. Um, the one guy, he was talking about becoming a vegetarian while we were looking at the geese. Um, they mate for life, and they both share in the raising of the young. The fact they mate for life often reflects, again, the innate belief that there is one special person for us in the world. And this has ties to many of the fairy tales that are often imprinted with as well. You know, do we imprint ourselves with people in our lives? I'm sure we do. When we connect to somebody and we love them, you know, we connect with them at at a soul level. It's just not on a physical level or a mental level. You know, and and I think that somehow, you know, some people can actually even hook us in the root chakra. I was going to say the root canal. (laughs) But, you know... Freudian slip, it must mean something, okay? Anyway, they're more terrestrial than ducks, and they're vegetarians, and they mate for life. And it has to do with fairy tales. You know, and we, when we're little, we get imprinted with fairy tales. You know, we can relate to them. So it's important that we continue to do that. There's eight species and that the number eight is similar to the symbol for infinity. You know, it reflects an ability to move forward or backward. So it has to do with movement and the spiritual quest. And it has to do with migration patterns and behaviors. So leaving in the autumn stirs our imagination. It makes us want to search our new worlds and dimensions. Their incessant honking seems to be calling us to follow them on a great spiritual quest. So why, you know, the weather's different. The, maybe the, you know, people say it's a greenhouse effect. There's something going on in outer space where this, in this other star system where the hydrogen's being pulled out of planets. Maybe indirectly it's affecting, you know, how this planet is. So it's important that we, you know, be speaking our truth and go on our spiritual quest, okay? The return is a harbinger of spring, second only to the robin. It speaks of the fulfilled promises that great quests begin. And the goose epitomizes the mystery of migration, the constantly shifting formation. You know, Bear was the person that called in was talking about a big shift happening within him. It's happening within a lot of people right now. 
So they talk about shift formation, creating wind drafts and easier flights. So when we shift consciousness, it's actually easier. We step out of the pain body. It's an easier flight. It's an easier path. And connection to source, too. This reminds us that many or anyone, individual, makes his or her quest. It becomes easier for others to do so as well. So with my quest and going on my quest, and other people going on the quest of light and living in higher consciousness, it makes it easier for other people to do that. You know, the indigos and other beings have held the light here for other humanity. You know, a lot of people wonder, well, why all of a sudden do people have this blue energy? You know, the indigos have a blue aura. It just means that their higher chakras are more open, but also they're in a higher consciousness. But they're also holding that energy open for humanity to shift into that type of consciousness. You know, each goose's view is unobstructed, reminding us that we should not undertake any quest in life without having the full view of what it entails. This way it is facilitated for others. You know, they fly in a V formation. So by flying in this V formation, they're not obstructed. You know, none of their vision is obstructed. It's very symbolic, this V formation. It reflects by its shape and opening of new possibilities, openings, depending on which way you look, okay, or coming to a point which, you know, when we live in the now, we're living in the moment. And, you know, when we things, you know, time and space is just an illusion in this reality. Everything happens simultaneously at one point. So anyway, it says, like an arrowhead, pointing to new directions and new possibilities with one end open. It also reflects an openness to new ideas. So change and changes in your life. The V as a letter comes from the Hebrew V, meaning nail. This formation usually indicates we're about to fix ourselves to a new path. It is a letter and symbol that reflects great fertility and should be acted upon if the growth is desired. So, you know... To manifest things in our lives here, you know, we are given the ability, but we have to, in a physical realm, work, do some work. So if you're applying for a job, just don't sit there and say, job, come to me and stay in your house. You have to go out and apply for it and do things to make it manifest. So, you know, it has a powerful voice and great strength in migration. Snow goose is predominantly white with black wingtips. Both species have a very keen vision. For everyone with a goose, a totem, greater vision, physical and spiritual will occur. As mentioned, the male and female mate for life. Both share the raising of the young, alternating staying with the nest. Goslings are very quiet, especially in the first part of the life, and they learn to break free. So it's about speaking your truth, okay? A ghost, or a, a ghost, well, a ghost too. A goose as a totem can reflect that you're able to break free of old childhood restraints. Leave those ghosts behind and begin to come into your own. But it's also to go back to that childhood wonderment too. Anytime the the, the goose comes in as a totem, you expect to have the imagination stirred towards new travels to distant places, whether in the body or in the mind. So that's pretty amazing, you know. A um, lot going on right now. You know, and what is going on in your life to make you think, you know? To think about all these things that I'm talking about. And then in that note, 
I have a list here and popped up. Fifteen things to stop thinking of so you can st- you can be happy. So fifteen things to stop doing. You know, the number fifteen is seven and eight. You know, I've been talking about those things. Our level of happiness largely depends on the things that are going around in our heads. And when we're connected to that pain body, when we're in 3D consciousness, the focus, in a way, in the mind, is on the pain that we're experiencing. Unfortunately, a lot of us tend to dwell on the dark side and start thinking way too many negative thoughts. And this is on, the site is www.pickthebrain.com. Blog 15 things, stop thinking and be happy. So, you know, humanity has been taking in the dark side to balance, to be able to shift consciousness and to open up the chakras. And, you know, like a lot of things have been surfacing. And holding that energy on a cellular level, like negative energy, brings on illnesses. You know, when you live in higher consciousness, you'll find that you barely become sick, okay, if not at all. So, your thoughts can make or break your day. It's time to drop the bad and unnecessary and toxic so we can all enjoy life. Why let a few thoughts decide how good our day is? You know, I, when I was a therapist, I used to do cognitive therapy, and I'd get everybody that I would work with to write, you know, the negative thoughts they had. And they were, when they were able to see them, they would were able to see what kind of pattern they were in and to start to replace those negative mindsets. You know, you may have had a parent tell you when you were a certain age, you know, I would hate to say this, but some people say you're going to end up in jail, you're never going to amount to anything. You know, if you hear that enough, it starts to manifest and show up in your life. So anyway, there's 15 things. What he or she said, did somebody just say something that hit you in the nerves? Being an insult, a subtle put-down, or plain sarcasm, stop rerunning it over in your head. It's not worth it. And I always say don't take things personally. Okay, it may be a reflection of something you should look at, but it doesn't mean that it is you, okay? And sometimes people, like I said at the beginning of the show, they're all keyed up and, you know, like can't think straight because they're so stressed out. They might be mouthing off and and just saying things that are hurtful. And, you know, you should just realize, but you don't have to take it either. Just tell them, you know, I understand what you're going through, but you don't have to talk to me like that. I'm just going to give you some space and then just leave them be. The stress is a work. Go to work, play your part, do your job well. When you punch out, leave everything else at the office. A lot of people don't do that. Enjoy yourself. Don't focus on what you have going on, you know, there. Something bad happened in the past. You know, a lot of people kind of relate everything to what's going on now to the past. And we, in 3D, you tend to do that. It's, a lot of people say, well, this is easier said than done, but it's true. We need to let go of the past and start focusing on the present. So that's part of fifth dimensional consciousness. Eh? Look at the clock. It's 11-11. So that, that is the opening for humanity. We need to let go of the past and focus on the moment, open up to that divine vortex into the now. You know, fifth dimensional consciousness. 
if you think about it, the past does not exist anymore, and thinking about it, it would never produce any worth wealth. Yeah, I'm not saying to, you know, we're in a physical realm. I'm not saying to forget your past, but, you know, don't dwell on it. And I would say to some people, it's there's nothing wrong with going to therapy if you think you need it, okay? We all may need it at some point. And hopefully, you know, our society recognizes that it's part of the journey. You know, people get depressed and people are very judgmental about that in 3D. But in fifth dimensional consciousness, and I've worked in psychiatry with really severely depressed people, I think it's a spiritual awakening. People have to go within themselves to look at it. You know, in the West, you know, depression is looked upon as a weakness. But in the East, it's looked upon as a strength. So they know that it's the person going through this kind of spiritual awakening. So do not think just because you're depressed. You know, you're looking at the pain body. You're looking at that, and you're ready to release it afterwards. So it's important, you know, to look at that part but not focus on the negative things. So the future This is the number four. Speaking of time, we shouldn't waste too many thoughts on the future by piling up a bunch of expectations. Lower them. If they're high, you're setting up yourself for disappointment. Besides, it's more fun that way when you drop the expectations. Surprises may be more amazing. Breakup. We talk about breakups, number five. And the person that called in was talking about a breakup. How, you know, you, you have to go through that grief, and it's not easy. But in the long run, we will be fine. Give yourself time to heal and a chance to experience love again. You know, if you keep thinking about that relationship and can't let go of it, you can't progress. You know that Charles Dickens story, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was a lady, she, her husband or her fiancé didn't show up and she never got out of her wedding dress. Okay. Never, you know, she could have had a great life, but she chose to live in that past. And, you know, it's not a nice thing. The fear of being alone, number six. That being said, stop thinking you'll end up alone. I believe this idea would be related to issues like social anxiety and lack of confidence, but dropped it. No one will truly be alone. That's just way too many people out there. This is what they say. Do what it takes to expand your social circle and start meeting people. So, you know, some people may start to want to meet people and, you know, be around people that care about you and are are nice, you know. Angry and destructive scenarios. You know, we're all guilty of that at some point. You know, before we really go into expanding our spiritual consciousness, you know, being in situations where, you know, it's destructive and you're in destructive relationships. But don't judge yourself. So, number seven, angry and destructive scenarios. Somebody treats you unfairly and angers you deeply. You then spend precious minutes thinking up scenarios of how you're going to exact revenge and get justice. You know, this is, you're living in that pain body, so it's distorted. It's useless, it's tiring and hurts, and it wastes energy. I'm saying that. I know it has to be. This person said I had to deal with anger issues myself. Don't waste your time with such angry thoughts. Take solace in the fact instead that you're capable enough to let it go. 
I mean, you can think about what that person did and, you know, like heal through it, but don't hold on to it. And, you know, when you're not around that destructive and angry people with pain body issues, you know, put more people around you that are more positive and then happiness will come around you too. Number eight, money. You know, like the ladybug had to do with money in the root chakra. And we manifest from the root chakra in the physical world, you know. Money is important, but the deciding factor how happy it makes us is whether we're chasing too much or not. Think about this. Money will never make you happy. You know, they say you can't eat money. You can't take it with you, you know, all those expressions. I remember seeing somebody had a bun and they were eating this money. You can't, you know, like you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have food around you or people around you, you know, it's not going to help you. Whatever stage you are in, ask yourself, will it ever be enough? You know, you hear about these quote-unquote elites and they have to have power and money and all these things. It's because they're living in lower consciousness, okay? And they're living in fear. You don't need to have all that money to be happy. You know, some money is beneficial. But, you know, you hear lately about people not being happy and they give their money away and they just have enough to live on and they're they're happy. So, you know, money doesn't make you happy. I mean, for some people, you know, they have fun no matter what they are. So if you're, I, I read somewhere that if you're miserable, poor, you're going to be miserable, rich. But, you know, it could be the opposite way too. But the thing is not to focus on it and make it your main focus. People and love should be your main focus. Okay, and and the self, taking the self forward, you know, advancing yourself and your consciousness, and you know how you feel about the earth, animals, and people around you. You know, loving and kindness it takes you a long way. Number nine, the bad news you read this morning. You know, I know people that listen to the news and they go, I don't know why I listen to the news; it's so depressing. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I don't listen to the news that often, but I listened to it one night. And it was all this positive of stuff. And I said, you know, like, am I hallucinating? I was just joking. There were people around me. Like, there's all this good news on here. Isn't it funny that I would watch it? So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm mirroring, you know, like, positive things around me. But don't dwell on the negative stuff out there in the newspapers or on the news. But, you know, be aware. And we, we, we can shift these things, Okay. Anyway, so don't, you know, if you see that there's these little kids in Africa that need your help, go out and do it, you know, and help them. We can make a change, okay? So do things to help people if you feel that you need to do that. Like I do this show, you know, to help people. I, that's the only motivation that I, that, that I have here, okay? Because I don't do it to make money or anything like that. I don't do it because I, I'm a very quiet person in in life, and I don't like to be the center of attention. So, you know, I just kind of... Anyway, getting back to this, number 10, the supposed success your friends are enjoying. You know, like, be happy for people, you know, even if it just seems to you, know, to you that, you know, hey, the, this person's doing better, this person's doing better, and they're, that person's unmarried... I know I know somebody right now, he's not married, he would like to be married. 
younger guy, and, you know, he kind of is really sad all the time because he doesn't seem to be able to make it. But, um, you know, stop thinking about others and think about your life and compare yourself with others all the time. It's it's really going to make, you know, you can make yourself really miserable. Eleven, the embarrassing thing you did. Laugh it off. You know, don't focus on it. And look at how you can change things. Um, Some people focus on bad luck. That's number 12. Um, You know, like, say you got a parking ticket twice in one week, and then, why does this happen to me all the time? You know, that thing. Um, There's a show on the radio here, um, why is this happening to me? You know, and it has to do with heart consciousness and... um, you know, it's an, it's one of the shows on Earth Angels Radio that I work with. So, you know, that's what people say. Why is this happening to me? It's challenging the universe. Uh, you know, let's not go too deep and talk about karma, karmic forces, or even the law of attraction. Sometimes these things happen. And on last week's show, I talked about synchronicity, and I'm going to talk about a little bit again today. Maybe this is a segue into it. Things just happen. So drop it already. Be more careful next time and try not to let it happen again. You know, this one girl I was talking about, um, I think it was the, the therapist that had this patient, she told him that she was like a fire starter and her, she burned her house down when she was seven. She thought she did, just by her thoughts, right? And then every time she came to his office, a fire would start. And then the last time, or one of the few last times she was there, there was a car blew up, and then it was going down the street. And he said, well, the fire's moving further away. So it must mean that, you know, you're not going to have this around you. It's moving far, further away from you. Well, the last time she came to his office, it never happened, and then he found out it never happened again. So why are these things? There may be a reason, okay? It might not be because you have bad luck. It may be a message. So, you know, like I could could have said, oh, that... You know, like, why did I get this um, ladybug on me? I could freaked out, and why do weird things happen to me all the time? But I looked and went, whoa, you know, like, this ladybug's on me, you know, and and it means something. It means something for humanity. It's it's something good. So, anyway, you get the drift. Number 13, why some people are just bad. Well, I don't really like to use the word bad, but they used it here. You know, why are some people negative or they do things that aren't so nice? Maybe that that should be the way to express it. Um, it's just a bit hard to swallow, but, you know, some people aren't that nice. But, you know, it may be because they're focusing on negative things. So it's a vicious circle. You know what I mean? You may not get apologized to. You may not understand why they're doing it to you or, you know, don't think about it as them doing it to you. Think of them, it, that's their issues. There may be a reason why you're being shown this. One lady with the ladybug that I was telling you about, she kept throwing the ladybugs out and she was nasty and, you know, she was mad all the time. And then she realized it meant to look at and be kind. You know, your kindness may be met, met with hostility. You know, I was saying that, friend was getting all agitated and I just said okay you know just leave them be 
you may be the nicest you can be to them and they're still all fired up and you know telling you off and stuff you can't change it and don't try to understand why it may be useless so it's we have to let other people walk their path you know maybe somebody's listening to the show today and i'm sure there are that has been very negative and has been living really severely in the pain body and has been directing their anger out in others. But that's part of their path. Maybe they have to let that anger off and release that karmic energy to be able to go on with things. So just think of it this way. Maybe they're they're letting something off, you know. But you don't have to put up with it, okay? Just say, I'm going to let you have your space and don't hang around. Okay, number 14, why people change. Okay. You know, I've seen recently especially, I've seen people really change. And I'm like, wow, you know. But within myself, you know, even when you think you can't change, you keep changing. (coughs) Sorry about that. To extend the last point, you're also going to watch some friends change. And they talk about destructive. And, you know, people may take a destructive path. It may be a path that they have to take to understand something. That, you know, but it's their path, you know. So just let them go on their merry way if that happens. And then I've seen people do the opposite. I'm just going to take a drink of water. They do the opposite. They just totally change the other way. And you're like, wow. You know, people verging on being psychopaths even. You know, it's, you can see, you know, nobody is, nothing is set in stone, okay? I was going to say nobody is set in stone. And when you're in fifth dimensional consciousness, you shift, your energy is different. It's more fluid. It's not brittle. Even your bones are different. They're more pliable. I know, I have my, I had some tests on the doctor says, you have bones like a child, you know? But it means that they're just, you know, not rigid. Anyway, number 15, when your big break will come. You know, always, that's kind of look into the future, like, when's this going to happen? You know, we all struggle, and we wonder when this big day is going to happen, you know, whether a promotion or whatever. But thinking about it and focusing on it, we should focus on what we love and focus on the task on hand and keep working and enjoying what we do. So we all face you know, challenges. And, you know, if somebody says to you they never have any challenges, everybody has some challenges. It's just how you see these challenges. You know, if you're focused on the negative, you're going to be, you know, focused on the negative things around you. And you won't look at the things that are positive that, you know, would help you with that. You know, I was, you know, talking, you know, at the beginning of the show about the wonderment and children and things like that. Well, the Christmas after my mother passed away, my brother had um, kind of a get-together, and, you know, my nieces and nephews were there, and there was my little um, great-niece was there, and she's um, a crystal child. There was was a few of them, and um, a lot of indigos and crystals in my family. Well, my little niece looked at me and she goes, she kind of had a weird look in her face. And I, she said to me, she goes, Auntie, why do you have sparkles around your head? And 
And I said, well, oh, I said, do you see, you know, like little flecks of light or little sparkles around my head? And she goes, yeah. And I said, well, that's normal for me. I have that all the time. She's probably seeing, you know, the, the what do you call it, uh, my halo or my, you know. <laughs> but these little children are amazing. You know, they're seeing these, these sparkles. So, you know, the children as of late are, are, are a lot different. And they, they, they keep that wonderment, you know. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this too. Um, and this is on the go between dot wordpress dot com two thousand and ten dash oh seven oh four children seeing sparkles. Um, I actually fell upon this and I thought, okay, this is kind of interesting um, because you know I've wherever I go, these little crystal children see my sparkles and they get all excited. And I, I actually heard one little guy in a grocery line, Parko, Parko, and his mom's like, I've never seen him. He doesn't talk to anybody. Some of these uh, crystal children don't talk till they're, or, you know, they're a little older. And some of them are, almost seem a little autistic. But anyway, not all of them. So I, I want to read this article by Melissa Lease. And she just talks about, she gets so many questions because she lectures and conducts workshops on, you know, psychic stuff. And she gets emails and phone conversations. And she decided that she posts some of them that she thought would be a benefit. And then the following is an answer to a question sent to me from a woman searching the internet for information about her young daughter was seeing sparkles. You know, I've talked about this on the show before about these kids seeing my sparkles, right? But it's just because I have chakras that are open that other people don't maybe have, okay? And these little kids are seeing them. And they're they're still not used to be seeing them on people. They see them with fairy beings and angelic beings, but they're not used to seeing them on people, okay? I thought this blog would be a great way of many people to gain from one person's question by presenting the email to you along with the answer I provided. I've chosen to change names and in some circumstances um, just to keep anonymity. The woman who contacted me, Karen, has given permission to share this information with you and I will send my heartfelt thanks and best wishes to her and her sweet family. So anyway, this is what this care... um, that she wrote, okay? So Karen wrote, Hello, they May the 26th, 2010, and it was in the evening. I hope you don't mind me sending this email to you. I found your name on Google and was trying to research sparkles that my seven-year-old sees. She has been seeing sparkles since she first told me about them when she was only two. She was trying to catch them, jumping up with her hand cupping and closing. I've asked her a few years now various questions regarding these sparkles. And I just have to note here that I, I see sparkles too, especially when angelic beings and and fairy beings are around me, okay? And I've seen them since I was a child. She sees thousands of them, all different colors, all the time, day, night, night, day, dark and light, all the time. She's amazed that I cannot see them. She assumed for a few years that everybody could. Her siblings are teenagers, and she doesn't talk about them as freely with them 
since they are skeptical about her seeing the sparkles. She answers all my questions freely. I did have her eye vision tests, and they were fine. I asked her pediatrician, and he said she was playing, kind of like an imaginary friend. So what are these imaginary friends? You know, my son had one, and he used to, every time something happened, he'd say, the ghost did it. (laughs) Anyway, if I hold my hand out, she said they go on my hand. They aren't any bad ones, except she doesn't seem to like the small black ones she sees sometimes. She said they are just round and look like sparkles. They don't talk. They aren't people. Can you help explain to me, please, what she should be could be seeing? Is this good, or is it bad for her? Are they auras? They seem to be in rooms, but not on people. So that puzzles me. Not stronger or lighter or people on people, just around everywhere. My husband's also skeptic. I'm not sure what to do. I certainly don't want to tell her anything to scare her, so please let me know if you help me out here with what you may be hap- think may be happening. Thank you so much for your time. This is her answer. She dated it uh, May the 29th, 2010, at 8 o'clock. And um, she said, Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for connecting with me. I certainly hope I can bring some some resolve to you. First of all, I feel you're very blessed to have a daughter who's open and sharing with these things she witnesses. I know she's eight now, but as a two-year-old, she could possibly make up something like that. You know, kids, kids, little kids, but, you know, her natural responses to phenomena is proof enough to me that it's real. But besides that, I have known other children who see or hear or feel things other than the normal physical things. So when you're in higher consciousness, like fifth dimensional consciousness, you do see and feel these things, okay? And um, it is important to realize we're all spirits. We are spirits who are really living in a physical body experiencing the earth plane or the third dimension. Then you start to open up to other possibilities. We actually are limited in many ways by our physical bodies. So, you know, we our physical body it changes when we're in fifth dimensional consciousness and you are more connected to other realms. I'm I'm saying that. Have you ever tried to walk through an open door only to bump into the side of the frame with your shoulder or your hip? This is because the true self, the spirit being, saw no limitation. You know, it's funny. My aunt's been telling me lately she's been running into doors. So maybe she's becoming more spirit and doesn't realize that. But the physical body is limited by the physical doorway. Your daughter is not seeing limitations. She just sees things of spiritual realm, nature. It's natural and normal. It exists whether we see it with our physical limited eyes or not. There's a story about a time when there were only natives living in America long before the United States. There were men from Europe who were searching for lands in the ships. They came to the east coast of America, the Indians who lived there, and did not see the ships because the mind never witnessed anything that represented such thing. It was totally foreign to them. The Bane could not register the vision of the ships. Several days passed, and the leader asked to notice ripples in the water. Slowly they began to see what had been there, the ships. So basically what they're saying, and I don't know, wouldn't be the case with all people, but I'm just saying, you know, humanity right now is so focused on the pain body and other things is taking away from what is around them and they don't see. Once you get out of that pain body, you have more energy, and you open yourself up to love, 
and you don't have those thoughts going through your head 24-7 within the pain body, the negative thoughts, things change. So this is what she wrote about the ships, okay? She's trying to help her see that sometimes people in a physical world don't always see, lift their heads up to see what's going on around them. These children that are coming into the world now are totally aware of the spirit realm. They see no limitations. And it must be all right with that because it shows how wonderful our human race is evolving. You know, I was watching a show, and I talked about it on last week's show, I believe, about how the human race is evolving and they're not seeing limitations. You know, it just goes on to say her daughter was born in 1974 she was raised in an openly spiritual environment. And um, we talked with her about communication with angels, spirit guides, and loved ones who have passed away. And Carol Guy, who um, heads up Earth Angels Radio, wrote a book about you know children connecting with their guardian angel. So if you're interested in the book, you can Google it. Um, anyway, they taught her about communication with angels. You know, I used to I communicate still with my guardian angel and my angels and loved ones that passed away. When she was about 30 years old, she reminded me that she could see things in the dark atmosphere of night. She described it as looking at a television set when the network picture was not on, gray, fuzzy stuff. Only she saw it any time at night, not when she was looking at television. When we focus on it, the fuzz starts to move and change, and it takes form. So... You know, when we're not focusing on other things and negative things, it would shift into animals and scenes that she could recognize. Sometimes it was her, it was too fearful to, for her to see. And because she didn't understand some of the things visible, they looked like scary like monsters. It, it, it took a long time to understand that in the world she was talking about, even when she explained it in terms I could understand, I still didn't get it. And she said, I'm a spiritual medium. So for your husband and older children to understand and question the validity of the experience, I totally understand. They just don't get it. But it's okay. It's important for them to understand. Your daughter knows you believe it, and that is enough. And, you know, see, my mother believed in me. I could go into stories galore, but I, I really didn't share it with anybody else but my mother. And then when she was gone, I had nobody to share it with. But, you know, there are people now that I share with, you know, but it, just a select few people. And then I talk about it on the show here. Um, it's not important for them to understand. You know, your daughter knows and um, that you believe in it. She's seeing ethereal energy. It's not people's auras per se, but the same stuff they're made of. It's just unrecognizable form of energy, pure and simple. You know, she could be seeing angelic beings or fairies, too. As she grows, she may begin to see a change take form, too. I hope she is able to continue to describe these sparkles to you, especially when they take form. She may want one to write the book on these experiences. You know, maybe I should write a book on my experiences, but people have asked me, and I said I have no need. I write in the higher realms, book in the higher realms. So, you know, I just wanted people to know that, you know, like sometimes... There's things that we really don't see around us. You know, what is your soul's mission right now? You know, maybe you can do a little um, 
you know, research. I think she's got another article, uh, Does Your Child See Sparkles book, you know. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, um, something that happened yesterday. I was running around before I went to this hair salon, and I thought I'd lost, you know, this gift certificate I was going to give the hair stylist everywhere and I was kind of I thought no I'm not going to panic about this I got to get myself relaxed and I thought okay I'm going to have to go back and try to get another gift certificate so when I was on my way there I realized I put it in a totally different area in my wallet I put it in the change purse instead of putting it in my purse right in my purse right and so I realized you know I had called the hair salon and said I was going to be late Anyway, so I thought, okay, like I was, go- I was, I was headed back to go get this gift certificate. So then I had, I was a little bit late because I was going to the hair salon. Anyway, when I got there, one of the ladies said to me, "Did you call in twice?" And I said, "No." She said, "Well, a Diane called twice and said she was going to be late twice." And I thought it was kind of strange, but it was two different Dianes being late at the same time almost. And this is really bizarre, okay? We're talking about synchronicities. I was talking about synchronicities last week on last week's show. So I thought, okay, so I'm getting my hair done. And then this other lady runs in, the one, the other Diane that was late. And, you know, she was talking about different things and what had happened. And her son had cut his hand on a machine and she had to go kind of pick him up and then took him to this clinic and, you know, he had possible nerve damage and he had to have surgery and everything. But anyway, she got it all done and then came late, right? But kind of just after I came in, and I was a little bit late. Anyway, she started talking to me about all sorts of things. And for some reason, I started talking about lucid dreaming. And And then she said she had this, you know, this psychic that she went to see once a year, and she was telling me all the different things, you know, like the psychic had said, and one of the things was um, about her son. And, you know, she said, well, I don't know if I'm, what she's been saying to me, I'm creating these in my life or what, or she's actually really seeing them. And she was trying to understand how people could do this. And I was, you know, it doesn't matter what I said, but I kind of explained it to her. And then she started talking to me about she's not a she said she wasn't a creative person but suddenly she said she started being very creative and then she started but how it was triggered was at work there was somebody young guy that was worked at work he um was going into the special olympics and he needed five hundred dollars and she thought what can i do to help him because they only raised 195 dollars and he needed five hundred dollars so she had made these different um, aquarium things that she had been given. She cleaned them out. And she did all these different things and kind of made terrariums and put little Christmas scenes in them, bulbs, and made them really pretty, put sand and plants. And then she decided she was going to do this with candy dishes. And anyway, she brought these to work, and they raffled them off, and then they made 
enough money to send them and some more besides to send them to, you know, to, to the Special Olympics. He just needed this money, to, you know, more money to be sponsored. Anyway, you know, she just said that these, this happened in life, that it brought out her creativity, and she didn't realize that she was really that creative. So she started showing me pictures, and I said, wow, these are really nice. And, you know, I told her I've done things like this, and, you know, I'm a creative person. And I said, you are very creative. And then she said, here's a picture of my son. And I looked. The likelihood, oh, geez, my phone's ringing. Hang on for a minute. (laughs) This is a live show. I didn't shut my phone off. Hello, I'm doing a radio show. Okay, it's okay. Bye. Anyway, sorry about that. I should shut my phone down. Um, It's funny, the person calling me was whispering. (laughs) I guess I didn't want to be on the radio show. Um, anyway, getting back to the story, this person, um, I saw her son, and I looked, and I went, oh, my God. I, I said to her, I know your son. And then I said, I know your grandkids. They just live behind me. You know, like I have a neighbor that lives behind me, but they there's this kind of cul-de-sac on the next street where they live. And she kind of looked at me. We were both, you know, in Toronto, away from our homes. What's the likelihood of us connecting and us both being late, you know? And, you know, she kind of, like, was kind of a little shocked. But it was it was very bizarre. Okay, so what does that mean, you know, when you have synchronicities, things that happen? You know, I've actually even heard about her f- for years from her family, and I, I, you know, I met her, and she's a very delightful lady. But so I'm thinking now, okay, there's a reason why I've met this lady, okay? <laughs> and you know, it's just very, very strange that we're both named Diane. We both were late, and then I know her. I know her, all her kids and her grandkids, but I've never met her. So, what does that tell you? You know, and it's. It's Christmas time, so things happen for a reason, right? So never underestimate what's going on around you. Okay. If I hadn't have, you know, been interested and she hadn't have shown me, you know, her pictures, I might never have known it was her. You know, how many people pass our lives? You know, they say there's six degrees of separation within things, eh? And I was, you know, talking about patterns, you know, like um, there's negative patterns and there's positive patterns and there's the drama patterns I've talked about. You know, some people react outwardly with the negativity they've got within themselves and they might act negative towards you. Don't take it personally. The fairy tale, happy ever after, in this reality up to now, you know, it it doesn't exist. But we can create happiness around ourselves, okay? Blame, you know, somebody else. You know, that little kid, uh, my little son would say, the ghost did it. You know, it's about taking responsibility right now and doing what you have to do, you know, especially to shift consciousness to help humanity as a whole. 
energy. You know, people are afraid of it. It's just um, energy that's part of the universe, just as the light energy. The troubles that humanity has had because of the pain body, you know, this is shifting. And, you know, you heard the person on the phone. He shifted consciousness. He let, let out and let off his pain body. You know, living by example. You try to do the best you can. Live in that childlike wonderment. That's what's important right now. Oh, I, oh I, there was a dream I was going to talk about. That This is funny. Last week... I was kind of in between dream time and waking up. I had this dream vision. And I never dream about people I used to work with, but um, a few days before that I had dreamt about this other doctor that I used to work with and his son. And that I will talk about that on another show. But I was at the hospital, and there was the one doctor kind of nodded to me and sat down, and then... I looked up, I felt kind of weird, and I looked behind me, and there was a doctor standing there, an older gentleman, and he had a piece of paper, it looked like a fortune cookie, but bigger in his hand. And he said, here's my phone number and address change. And I woke up and I thought, this is really bizarre. You know, what does that mean? So, you know, dream time and wake time in fifth-dimensional consciousness are blurred and you know i am awake when i'm dreaming and dreaming when i'm awake i've talked about that on the show too i can actually be wide awake and dreaming i have one side of my head dreaming and the other side's conscious at various stages of consciousness anyway so i thought to myself i'm going to phone up him up and find out you know so anyway i I thought, okay, there's something going on. He's an older gentleman. Maybe this is his last goodbye to me or, you know. So anyway, I I called the number and it said, hello, this is blah, blah, blah. And, you know, leave your message or whatever. And by the way, I've changed address. So I thought, okay, that's what it is. You know, like I was just, you know, sometimes I get visions of things that are happening or have happened. and But there was more meaning in this, okay? I heard from somebody else that this person has cancer. And I really think that he was coming to me to say goodbye. Saying his last goodbye, okay? So you may, when you shift consciousness and you start having... and. Re- you know, seeing sparkles even, seeing things around you, the synchronicities around you will happen more often. You know, the visions, you may even have visions and your dream time will become more lucid where you're more aware and you wake up and you, you know, are aware of what you're dreaming about. You know, I had that ladybug on my wrist in a house when it's supposed to be wintertime. Where did this ladybug come from? Out of nowhere? I didn't have any windows or doors open. You know, we create some in this type of reality things that we need to know and why, you know, and messages and how we read them are important. 
you know, this has been an unseasonably warm winter, and the solstice is different. You know, the the earth is shifting. You know, as humanity shifts, the earth shifts too. And things that happen, you know, it's important that we be aware of them. You know, I was talking about in another solar system, this star is doing some type of shifting, and it's um, affecting the planets around it. It's releasing some hydrogen, which is shifting the atmosphere of these planets. You know, some people say that's how Earth started, you know, like, so whatever happens to one planet in the macrocosm happens in the microcosm. No, Earth, from what I've heard and what I've read and different things like that and what I've been led to see is that Earth is a center, you know, of creation. And humanity goes on and the earth happens around. So what we do and what we feel and our emotions and how we do things affects everything around us. You know, it's it's amazing. So just be aware that, you know, things are changing. And, you know, I got this, that his address was changed. And he gave me this piece of paper in the vision that here's the change. You know, maybe that's what it is, too, that things for humanity are changing. You know, when you look at it all together, the ladybug represents change. The geese represents change. You know, the synchronistic things represent change. I've been getting a lot of things about um, mixed-breed dogs. Like, I've been seeing... You know, like poodle and Labrador crosses, you know, they don't shed hair. You know, they don't lose things. So just focus on those things. When things happen simultaneously, there's something going on, okay? Synchronicities are helping you look at things. You know, the grids on the human body are shifting. The the human frequency, the inner child, is shifting. Um, The inner child, you know, what I was talking about before, you were going back into wonderment. The inner child was rebellious and cruel sometimes, you know? When you have the pain body and the ego and the id, the child acts out, right? But when the child expands and we have wonderment, there is the magic. The magic comes back. So there's something huge happening. And it's happening very soon. And I keep getting, um, there's something, the hidden rights, the hidden rights are are shifting. So what was laid in stone is coming forth and people are being shown things. 
and they're speaking in their tr- own truth and having understanding. So, you know, I've been having um, dreams about being on a magic carpet. Um, I had a friend. So it's levitating. We're rising. Huma- humanity is rising. Put that on a, a, a dream. Um, I'm talk. I've talked about um, the life force within humanity raising up to the heart, and I talked to Bear about that. What was going on with him? Um, we have a point that's between the shoulder blades that helps us shift. And I have a friend that um, he suddenly became empathic, but this was at his father's funeral, and he started feeling people's emotions. There's some type of blockage going on with that within humanity. This point, um, assemblage point in the back, but it was being mirrored to me in the fact that he broke out in this big boil right there. And it was you know, like it festered and he had to get it lanced and drained and stuff like that. And it was dissolving, that part of him. So humanity is merging some type of life force. But going beyond arrogance and self-pity and that pain body, okay? That's being dissolved. So this point within humanity um it's kind of in the in the back between the shoulder blades but it's kind of really close to the the upper heart you know that humanity is opening up to so you know the, the the root chakra is opening up the heart and the energy force solar plexus are coming together and then this um, between the shoulder blades is shifting too, so it's it's helping um, humanity come out of this pain body, not be so cruel or mean or hurt each other, and it just happens to be happening right this time of the year. So what a great Christmas gift! So ho- hopefully, humanity sees through and speaks their truth. I'm going to keep talking because the show is almost over. But, um, you know, humanity has lived in the pain body, anger, cruelty, wars, and those sorts of things. But they're being giving the opportunity to see beyond this. You know, I, I talked last week about we learned enough about time to fear it. And, you know... The movie Lucy, she could move forward and backward in time wherever she wanted to be because time's not, you know, really in a linear line, okay? It's more like a funnel. Um, There's something happening within humanity that a whole bunch of energy uh, within humanity, humanity is shifting and dissolving and coming together. And it's, it's, it's helping elevate their consciousness. You know, last year, um, a lot, or this past year, I should say, a lot of things has been going on within humanity. They've been opening up a lot of chakras and basically reinventing themselves, okay? Becoming who they were 
before the fallen consciousness. You know, I've had, you know, we were talking about the little children and um, the fact that they see these um, sparkles, right? And sometimes she sees the darker things. Well, lately I've been seeing a lot of the dark. And the dark has been coming to see me because when you have a lot of light, it, it attracts the dark. I tend to, well, I shouldn't say I tend to, I balance energy. So I'm balancing the dark with the light. So it would make sense that, you know, I would be doing this. And I've been doing it in a lot of different places. I was in the Bahamas in 2014 and uh, other places. Well, since 2008, balancing energy. And then, you know, um, in September, I was I was in Cuba. So I've been all over the place, and I've been balancing a lot of energy. But, you know, I talked about this show that I... Um, when I got back from Cuba on the show, that we actually went to this island off the coast of uh, Cuba when we were diving and we were visiting the dolphins and all the other stuff. And they told us, don't go to the... The people that were running the boat said, don't go to the beach, onto the beach, and don't go beyond this certain point. And then I looked over, I don't think anybody else really noticed this, but there was a kind of a tree there. I looked over, and there were camouflaged soldiers with rifles. And then I pointed out to a friend of mine that was there. You know, he had gone up and gone on his own little jaunt and stuff, and he was coming back when he saw me. And I was just focused there for a reason. And I said, look over there. I said, did you notice that there's soldiers there? And he kind of looked, and these other people, you know, like nobody noticed. When I went back, I said, oh, did you see the soldiers at the, you know, on the shore? So why, um, you know, I know why they were there. I believe, and I was doing energy work there, and I could get in do a whole show just on that. I was closing doorways to other realms that weren't so good, okay? But I know that um, a place like Atlantis was discovered in the Bermuda Triangle right just off the coast of Cuba, and I believe that's where we were because I could feel the energy. I could feel the, the crystalline energy field there, and I was balancing the energy. There's an article, and I, I I wasn't sure if I should talk about this or not, but I think I I should. It's called humansaresafe.com, 2014 Atlantis Discovered in Bermuda Triangle. And it's um, about the, I think they're actually Canadians. And um, two scientists, Paul Wenzwig and Pauline Zalatit, Working off the coast of Cuba and using a robot submersible have confirmed that a gigantic city exists at the bottom of the ocean. And, you know, a lot of, uh, when I was at Cuba in a certain part, there's a lot of the islands are forming a circular pattern like they show Atlantis to be. You know, if you've heard the stories and seen, seen some pictures that people have done. The site of the ancient city that includes several 
sphinxes and at least four giant pyramids plus other structures amazingly sits within the boundaries of the fable Bermuda Triangle. And everywhere I've ended up recently, I've ended up on all three corners of the Bermuda Triangle. And I've done work there, and I've talked on many different shows about what I've done. Um, it says, according to the report by the Arcline of the Terraforming Terra, Cuban subsea pyramid complex, the evidence points to the city being simultaneously undulated with rising waters and the land sinking into the sea. This correlates exactly with what the Atlantis legend has said. And they show a picture, and you can actually see the formation of all this stuff, okay, and the pyramids and the sphinxes and everything. The disaster may have occurred at the end of the last ice age as the Arctic ice cap catastrophically melted it, caused sea levels to rise quickly around the world, especially affecting the northern hemisphere. Coastlines changed and land was lost. Islands, even island continents, disappeared. At the end of the last ice age, levels were nearly 400 feet lower than the present-day levels. Once the waters begin to rise, they rose swiftly. Conceivably, no technology then or now could have saved Atlantis from its watery grave. The evidence that land is what's now the Caribbean also sank into the sea concurrently seems pretty certain. So at the time, uplifted portions of the mid-Atlantic ridge subsided also, including Leonese and home islands that land mass around the Azores, even if it had not happened. The substance is amply large enough. This would have produced an orogonal pressure forcing a substance to the either east or west since the ridge between Cuba and the Yucatan is a natural point of weakness between the Gulf substance basin and the Caribbean substance basin. It naturally subsided deeply. So two ridges came in and they kind of, you know, went in and dipped. The driver for all this was the hydrostatic changes brought about by the original coastal shift of 12,900 years ago and called the Pleistocene So P-L-E-I-S-T-O-C-E-N-E, nonconformity, and the slow uplift of the Hudson Bay Basin brought about the ending of the Ice Age. You know, it says here, the Cuban Missile Crisis Stops Research. According to journalist Louis Martano Fernandez, the city was first discovered decades ago, but all access it was stopped during and after the Cuban Missile Crisis. So it wouldn't surprise me that those soldiers were there because something was on that land, too, and in that area. We weren't allowed to go beyond a certain point. It was very shallow water. The U.S. government discovered the alleged place during the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 60s. Nuclear submarines uh, cruising in the Gulf and deep sea met pyramid structures. They immediately set down the site and took control of him and the objects in order that it would not come into to their hands. So, you know, maybe there was more involved in the missile crisis than we even know, okay? The scientists the scientific team of deep ocean experts, archaeologists, and oceanographers found ruins of ancient buildings 600 feet below the ocean. They say the city is Atlantis. So the pyramids and sphinxes are bigger than Egypt's, evidence that the island of Cuba, 
is a vestige of once was a mighty culture, is supported by Valastaki's discovery on the island of extremely ancient symbols and pictographs, uh, identical with those seen on the underwater structures. You know, so I've seen stuff like that. Using exploration submersibles, they discovered amazingly huge pyramid structures similar to but larger than the pyramids in Giza. They estimate that Atlantis pyramids are constructed with stones weighing many hundreds of tons. So a lot of people have said that you know, the Egyptian society is a remnant of a real ancient society. So a lot of people thought the pyramids were a certain age old, but it indicates that the Sphinx you know, was buried underwater like over 12,000 years ago. Still has the watermarks on it. So incredibly, the ancient city also has magnificent sphinxes and stones that arrange like Stonehenge, and a written language engraved on it. So, so did such a, a discovery change mankind's view of history? Yes, it could change everything. There's a lot of changes going on. It is confirmed the stones were cut, carved, and polished to make them fit together, and thus form larger structures. On the loot, there are strange inscriptions, some of them similar to Egyptian hieroglyphs. And I believe I saw something like that. You know, it's very little is known except they are abundant and found in almost all parts of the field. There also appeared symbols and drawings whose meaning is unknown. You know, in January the 16th, 1958, there was the most um, spaceships, or, you know, outer spaceships that they've ever seen. It was a day that it's recorded, and it came from the Caribbean, so it makes you wonder, right? The energy there has been like almost like a funnel cloud, you know, like a t- tornado sort of thing swinging back and forth. I've been going to different areas of it to balance that energy out. The exploration of Atlantis, it says here, called Project Alexomer, is expanding to s- discover more of the mysteries of the mega city. Speaking with the scientists about the possibility that the ruins are indeed Atlantis, Fernandez reports, the expert replied. In the Yucatan cultures today, it is possible that still remains of the Aborigines of these places, perhaps all mechs or the, some very primitive civilization of Yucatan. And the Yucatan, to me, it's kind of like a dead zone. I, I, I've gone there too and done some energy work, but I have to go back and do more. It doesn't have the best energy is what I'm trying to tell you. It needs some energy balancing. The northern part of Central America originated, according to them, on an island that sank by cataclysm. This island is called Atlantiku. So it's very similar, right? That, too, fits the stories about the massive and the sudden demise of the wondrous Atlantis. Atlantiku, of course, Atlantis. The aboriginal natives still call it that in their history. And during the interview about the exploration of the megacity, Fernandez asked lead scientist Pauline Zalatax about the civilization that built it. When we first published the news of the findings, she said the University of Veracruz was interested in our work and we had recorded images of these structures on the seabed, specifically the Institute of Anthropology of the University excavations invited me. They were doing studies on parts and ruins of the Olmec civilization. When they saw these submarine images, they found similarities and parallels with the ruins found in these excavations that were the Institute was undertaking. 
So the Almecs and the other native peoples have primary morphology marking the arrival of this continent. This means coming from the direction of Cuba and had to occur in a very large earthquake when their land sunk. You know, I was watching that Oak Island show, and now they're saying the Aztecs may have buried the treasure in Oak Island. There's a lot of things going on. But, you know, a lot of these ancient civilizations, you know, when this deluge happened, they kind of went out all over the world. And, you know, the remnants still exist to this day. So it would be interesting to see what goes on with this, with these monoliths and these ruins that are in Cuba. Anyway, they say the Almecs devolved from the survivors of Atlantis, a much superior culture. And apparently during this time, seven priests went to different parts of the world and brought the knowledge with them, you know, of what happened. The, the world was reshaped in a super-civilization, destroyed and remembered only in legend. And, you know, they, they say that Atlantis is real and... They have a lot of pictures, so if you want to go to this site, humansarefree.com, and they talk about Atlantis. And there's updates and what happens. And, um, you know, just because of what went on there, you know, um, I guess they allowed Canada to do some research, started doing some research. Um but, it, you know, it, it it went on for quite a long time. And they just haven't released the information because they didn't want, you know, a lot of people interfering, I guess, and that sort of thing. But just know, I know that, um, you know, there are pyramids in, in Newfoundland. I've seen them. It, they just look like mountains. They call them the Dolly Parton Hills. But they look exactly like, you know, the the buried mounds that they found, you know, in, in Eastern Europe and, and Czech, uh, Czech Republic, I believe, and those sorts of things. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, like these are times where we're speaking our truth, secrets are being revealed, and, you know, they're amazing times, and amazing times with actually, you know, humanity. Um, you know, I, I think there's still one listener listening. Um, but um, somebody mentions on the on the chat they 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 love the movie Lucy. Yeah, Lucy was a, a really profound movie. It's a good movie for anybody to see if you have the chance. Um, and you know, there's there's different shows out there. And you know, I talk about humanity expanding their consciousness on this show and what fifth dimensional consciousness is about. You know, feeling that love and living in truth and caring about what happens to the planet. You know, I've talked about totems today and the ladybug and the the, the geese and, you know, how they symbolize change and, and change that has to do with all good things, you know, and it, with strength for humanity. Anyway, much love and have a, a, a wonderful Christmas and uh, holiday season. And no matter what religion you are, um, humanity as a whole 
we're we're more alike than anybody even really cares to admit. We're all connected to source, and when we go into fifth dimensional consciousness, the focus is love and um, caring about each other. So this is my my holiday wish for everyone is a prayer of light that humanity come out of their awakened state and see things in a new light. Maybe, you know, the sparkles represent seeing things in a new light, seeing the light around us, seeing the wonder and the beauty that's reflected within. You know, these children are reflecting that, but they're also reflecting what is going on within us too. So much love and, um, you know, have a wonderful next week or so, and I'll see you back here next Wednesday at 10 a.m. for Fifth Dimensional Radio. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fifth Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger, bringing awareness to our world of greater love. For more information on Diane, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash D. Bachberger 1. May your heart and mind always be open to experiencing a greater world. Thank you.